You're listening to the Austin Elite Rugby Supporters Podcast, a podcast created by supporters for supporters of the Austin Elite, a major league rugby team located in Austin, Texas in the United States. We are not officially affiliated with the Elite. We are merely big supporters of the club and the sport of rugby. I'm your host, Dustin. I'm a former rugby player and a longtime rugby fan who wanted to bring weekly updates on the team, the matches, supporter events, and to do what I can to teach more people about the game of rugby. As a disclaimer, content may occasionally contain explicit language, as I do not censor the podcast in the interest of time and full effect. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Austin Elite Supporters Podcast. Pretty much the greatest Austin rugby podcast ever created to date. (laughs) We've got a great show for you today. We'll discuss some points on why I think rugby is so much better than American football. Great news from the Supporters Club is here just for you. And of course, we'll do a brief discussion of the San Diego game a couple weeks ago. And oh yeah, I guess we we have to talk about the weather, right? I mean, it's kind of played havoc on us. But to start off, to all that follow regularly, I really got to apologize for the lack of the show last week. As many of you know and can relate to, I've got a demanding job. And was really bogged down with work last week. Coupled with the fact that our special guest had a scheduling conflict and came a little bit under the weather, it just made it too difficult to record and produce the podcast in the allotted time I needed to get it done in. So once again, thank you. Not only for your understanding, but also for your support. It's the support in this matter that really means a lot to me. Which brings me to my next topic of discussion. I am really looking for volunteers to join and possibly co-host the podcast. If you've ever wanted to talk freely about rugby, or if you just want to express your opinion, please reach out to me, man. Even if you have your own podcast, I'd be happy to chat with you about rugby. There are a few of you who might listen, and I know they listen, and they're in the supporters group that that category falls under. So, you know, give me a call. We're happy to chat rugby anytime you want. To all rugby fans, I want you to join us. I would love it if our followers down in South America could do an episode in Spanish. I know the guys at Earful of Dirt have a Spanish episode, and I think that's fantastic as the game continues to grow throughout the world. To our listeners in France, we would kindly love a segment in French. I think that'd be great. We're a global game and the supporters are a global club. I think this will help the podcast keep going in the event that I can't make it. There are those rare occasions where things like this do happen. And I'd love to see the podcast continue to go on even when I'm not around. 
So send me a message on Facebook or Instagram or leave a comment on the page. Let's work together to create a growing podcast. Another update on the podcast and what we'll be doing come the conclusion of the 2019 season. I'm asking our listeners to tell us what you want to discuss. Obviously, we will probably talk about all things World Cup, but there's some time between that and, you know, the end of the regular MLR season and the playoffs. Maybe we can discuss club level competitions or super rugby, whatever you want to talk about. I'm open to discussing it all. I will state this though. When the season is over, the podcast will probably move to an every other week or a once a month format, given there is not a lot of content to talk about during that time. But make sure you send along any thoughts that you have or what you would like to hear regarding rugby in Central Texas. Okay, enough house cleaning for the podcast. You know, it's been a couple weeks since we had our Rugby 101 classes. And while I know that there are some of you that are still learning, I think we're all at advanced level enough now to talk about other things in rugby. So unless people start screaming at me to educate them on rugby, we'll wait to go back to Rugby 101 class. If you have different aspects of the sport that you want to discuss, leave your questions in the comment section. This will help us continue to not only educate you on the sport, but bring you into the podcast a little bit more so that you take part in it. I'd love to have someday the ability to have a live Q&A. I think that would be, man, that'd be fun. Just like a call-in show. I know it sounds ridiculous, but hey, we can have dreams, right? Today on the podcast, I wanted to talk about how rugby is taking viewers from traditional American football and bringing them into the sport that we love. And of course, with all things going on with the NFL right now, I only see rugby exploding in America. Granted, it will never take away from the viewership of the NFL, but we can always hope. Now, I've mentioned before, I played rugby for quite a few years, and many of my friends always asked me why I can't stand to watch the NFL anymore or why I'm just not interested in American football in general, and why I'm so infatuated with rugby. What draws me to rugby is the constant action. It's the amazing athleticism. It's the nonstop hits. It's the nonstop movement. And an equal part about the love and the draw to rugby is the culture of respect. And that's one of the game's foundations and most carefully guarded traditions. There's no denying it. Players rarely or deliberately hurt one another on purpose. And when they do, they're banned for months on end. It's not something like in the NFL where you, if you have a head-to-head collision, you get thrown out of a game and that's the end of it. The infrequent scuffles are in wrestling modes where they're just kind of grappling at one another and rarely ever is a punch thrown. Definitely not a punch thrown with venom like there is in American football sometimes or the throwing of helmets. It just doesn't happen. And 
one of the crucial aspects of this culture of respect is the respect for the referee. And that's another thing that draws me to the game. The referee is the law in rugby. More so in the Solomonic rather than the draconian mode of law, if you will. Disputes and fouls, are they're resolved swiftly, fairly, and pretty decisively. You don't really question the referee at all. And for those of you unfamiliar with him, there's a legendary referee from Wales called Nigel Owens. And he made a name for himself by commanding the respect of everyone on the pitch. I'm going to play a short couple clips of Nigel enforcing the law. And I want you to try to listen as much as you can because there's some commentary that's over. This is pulled from YouTube. But I think it's just fantastic. The way that Nigel just commands the field without anybody even questioning him. And if they do question him, well, you'll hear. Here we go. No, he wasn't. Sorry. No, he, he moved. Uh, Christopher? Thank you. Get everybody in here. Get everybody in here. Get everybody in here. Let's have a chat, is it? He might, take, hey, he might take his gloves off you now, point the finger. Everybody in that's. Oh. And he says everyone, he means everyone, not just the forwards. I think he must be cold. <laughs> I don't have a big issue out of this, okay? But things like that are not accepted in the game. What happened here or what happened afterwards, I did not see it. It ends there. Is that clear? Your adults, you'll be treated like it as long as you behave like it. We're going to go back for the original penalty down there. He said he doesn't want to make a big thing of it. You speak to me like that again, and you will take no part in this game. Is that clear? The scrum was stationary squared. You delayed putting it in. That's why he's moved. That is the end of the conversation. Go back again. I don't want to hear anything more. Off you go. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. I think it's great. If you have a chance, go on YouTube, watch it. It's fantastic. Nigel Owens is amazing. And he does command it because he's such a good referee and there is this respect about the game. I really do love the part where Nigel says, Christopher, and he basically ends the debate full stop and this mountain of a man, uh, I mean, he's a giant. When you see the video, you know, what you can't see on the podcast, you'll see on the video is he's a massive, I think he's number seven, number eight, but he gets this childlike response of, oh, so, so, sorry, sorry, sir. <laughs> Oh, quick, quick, quick rugby vote on one insert for you. The referee in, of the match is always, and I mean always, referred to as sir. It's not, hey, ref, or something like that. It's sir. Again, respectful. Okay, back to it. In another part of that clip, Nigel breaks up a scuffle and, and literally brings all players, everyone. Usually when a referee brings one or two players in, that's, that's kind of the end of it. But here, he brings them around and says, stop. They basically just cold, just, just stop, guys. But if you couldn't make it out, I want to tell you what he said, because it is a little hard to hear, and I had to turn up the volume really loud. So this is Nigel saying, I don't want you to make a big issue of this, okay? 
But things like that are not acceptable in the game. What happened here, or what happened afterwards, I did not see it, and it ends here. Is that clear? You're adults, you'll be treated like it as long as you behave like it. We're going to go back to the original penalty down there. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so, it's such an adult way to scold somebody. I, I, it's great. But I ask you this, and this is why I play the clip. Would this have happened in the NFL? Not a chance. The NFL players would have been yelling at the ref. There would have been all kinds of drama. People would have been in a scuffle. Even if, if a fight broke out, oh, helmets would have been thrown. Eight referees would have been throwing whistles, you know, blowing whistles and throwing flags and whatever to no avail. 30 minutes later, we would have started the game again that's already lasted about three and a half hours in the first place. There's no respect for the ref on the football field. And maybe that's because there are so many. I don't know. But I think it's the culture of football. You see players who, when they get on the field and sometimes off the field, they don't respect their opponents. And in rugby, it's all about respecting your opponent. I can tell you as a player, I've been in many of those scuffles, thrown a couple punches, you know, grab people around the collar, etc., etc., because you're in the heat of the battle. But at the end of the game, when that whistle blows and the ref is called full time, everyone goes back to level playing fields. No matter the score, no matter if you won or you lost, you shake your opponent's hand after the end, you hang out with them, you have a good chat, and it's that level of respect and that level of professionalism that draws me to the sport of rugby. I think we see that a lot. And, and it's important for us to see this in the sports world now where everybody's always trying to one-up the other person and trying to be a little bit bigger and bolder or whatever it may be. The professionalism of rugby and the respect that rugby players and rugby fans show each other before and after games is fantastic. For those of you that don't know, the tradition after every rugby match, whether it be at the co collegiate level, whether it be at the co club level, or whether it be at the professional level, is to join your opponents in a meal and an adult beverage or two. Have a beer after the game, talk about it, be friendly with them. It was a heated battle. People worked hard. People fought hard. You were in the trenches with your teammates. But with fans and players together, you sit down. In some cases, you sing songs and you build that camaraderie. That's something that I feel as though does not happen in American football. So we go back to it. Why, why do I dislike American football? I don't think that level of respect exists in the game as much as it probably used to. And I feel as though rugby is one of those sports that will take the mantle into the next years and really show the youth what it means to be a professional athlete, to respect your opponent 
to hit them as hard as they've ever been hit before than to pick them up after the end or have the player who was hit get up at the end of the game and say, man, you really clocked me and shake their hand, put their arm around them and enjoy friendship and the love of the sport that you play. And I can go on about a lot of other things and maybe another podcast I will, but I wanted to tell you why I love this game. Why I think that this is the sport that we should be teaching all of the youth. Now we can talk about things like CTE and injuries and what sport is more violent at another podcast. But I think starting off and telling people how important it is to understand what respect means in the game, where that culture comes from and why that culture is important to respect the referee, to respect your opponents, to respect the opposing fans. I think it's very honorable and I think it's great that rugby promotes the sport this way. And I hope it continues. I'm going to jump off my soapbox now. Thanks for listening to that part of it. Now, I know normally we have an interview every week, but with the lads being off this week and, of course, being the Easter week, unfortunately, through scheduling and timing, it just wasn't able to work out for us. It's unfortunate, but hey, sometimes it happens. They have lives, too. Hopefully next week we'll have somebody back on who can sit down and talk a little bit of rugby with us. So I want to talk a little bit about the game against San Diego. And I do mean just a little bit. It's been a few weeks since the match. And I I think that everybody was really disappointed. Um, We made a lot of progress. Took Nola to the limit, took Rooney to the limit. And I think a lot of us thought that it was going to be a solid game for us and that maybe it was going to be the one that really put us put us over the hump, right? put us in the win column finally. But San Diego definitely showed that they are a powerhouse and that they, man, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that they may be the ones to take it all this year. They are playing some amazing rugby right now. You know, we struck early. Andres... Looks like a hit a penalty kick for three points. And then I think after that, it was just one error after another. Um, their scrum dominated us. They went up 17-3 after two tries. You know, yeah, Larome, granted, he, he had a great, great run and, and took the ball back and, and, and scored. But... You know, going into halftime, it was 24-10, and it didn't even seem as though it just seemed like they were dominating us. And I hate to say that. I do. I think that we had made such progress in the past couple of weeks that to see San Diego take that 24-10 lead into halftime, 
while it wasn't a, a large lead to overcome, you just kind of felt like, man, we're, we're just, I don't know what it was. I know people had their opinions on social media and I'm not going to get into that. I think that everybody needs to have a little bit of time to relax. And I think some people talk about things that they may not understand sometimes. So everybody has their opinions. I'm going to leave it at that. Second half of the match, lots of scoring. Uh, Saul Mouching, I can't, I mean, he's, he's an outstanding, I think he plays open side flanker. And, and he, man, he was all over the field. So we did have a little bit at the end. Um, our lone signee, Naroma Atoga. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Debuted with the team. Man, he's a beast. He's a monster. I think he's going to be solid for us. He jumped over the line for a try to cut the lead to 38 to 15. But again, the Legion was just too strong. They scored another try. Final score was 45 to 15 for San Diego's victory. Now, we talk about important stats sometimes. And and I wanted to share not necessarily stats of the high level stats of the game, but there are some micro stats that really tell you where we where we failed and where San Diego put us on the back foot. We only had 36% of the territory, which means we were only in the San Diego half 36% of the time. And you, if you're not in the half, you're not going to win. I think that's a huge stat. 64 to San Diego, 36 to us. That, that was hard. It's hard to handle on that one. But I think the main one that I saw and this is just in the statistic column was the gain line percentage. We only hit the gain line 43% of the time. 43. So for those of you that don't know, hitting the gain line means that you hit the line that the ball is started from outside of the ruck. So we only were able to get over our gain line 43% of the time, which means 57% of the time they were tackling us in the backfield. And you saw that in the match. Now, is it the speed of San Diego? Was it us getting slow ball out? Was it our game plan trying to move the ball slowly? I don't know. Had some time to kind of think on this, and I just don't know what it was. I think that San Diego is just a solid team, and we just have to accept that. So unfortunately, it didn't end well for us. Our scrum was not great. We we lost two of our lineouts. We oh, again going back to penalties. Penalties again. We were always ahead. I think every game this season we've been ahead of our opponents at penalties, and that's not something you want to be ahead of your opponents in. A lot of a lot of scrum collapses. A lot of issues there. I think you look at San Diego and there were tons of offloads and offloads means that even though they're, we're tackling them, they're getting the ball out and they're moving forward faster. And of course for us, the handling errors continue to plague us. I think we had, let me take a look here. 
we had 14 handling errors. I don't know how many were. 14 is just too many. Especially right now, we can't afford to be having errors when we need to be trying to score tries and get into the opponent's 22. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just want to kind of share some interesting statistics with you guys. Not a lot, but I just I find it hard when we have these and I have the ability or I have been granted the permission to see some of the stats from the game. I appreciate the team for passing those along to me so I can kind of take a look at it and share them with you. But it's it, those are tough ones to tough ones to look at the possession, the territory, you know, less attacking minutes. But the gain line was huge. And we lost the gain line a lot. They had over a 62% gain line over. And that's me. that means that they are always moving past that original ruck, which means, of course, as we saw, they were scoring more. We'll step back from that one. And move on to the game against Toronto. Or the fact there wasn't a game. <laughs> now... I saw a lot of people reporting on the wonderful world of Reddit and Facebook that, oh, well, what's going on with the team and why couldn't they make a flight or you'd think they'd be prepared. Listen, for those of you that didn't know what the weather was producing here in Texas in central Texas and northern Texas into Dallas where the team flew into, you should realize that there was. 200 and something flights canceled out of Dallas, 200 and something flights canceled out of Love Field. There were flights canceled all over the place. There was no way that anybody was making connecting flights. And of course, the team tried everything that they could possibly do to get up to Toronto to play. I even heard that there was a possibility they were going to try to go to Buffalo and then take a bus over to Toronto. So for everybody who was complaining about, oh, they didn't try or whatever, I think it's a bunch of crap. So unfortunately, the game got postponed. And unfortunately, our first watch party got postponed as well. But I'll talk more about that in a minute. However, good news for everybody. The game was recently rescheduled, which I think was rescheduled about a day ago. We're going to play Thursday, May 9th, 8 p.m. Central Time. I think that's great that they are going to play the game. It will be in Toronto. So we'll work to set up a watch party on May 9th. So be prepared for that, please. In other news regarding the team, originally the home game on May 4th was going to be played at Aviva Stadium over in Houston since we kind of took away the USA-Brazil game and had it at Dell Diamond instead. However, if you were able to watch any of the, the game between the Sabercats and the Seawolves last weekend, you'll understand that that pitch is not suitable for rugby right now. I think they put the sod down. It gave it maybe two days to settle. And of course, they had torrential rain over there leading up to the match and they couldn't even do scrums. That's, that's how bad the field was. So unfortunately, and I know this is a big topic of contention on the Facebook groups right now, the game against NOLA that was scheduled to take place on May 4th at Aviva stadium 
will now take place at NOLA Rugby in New Orleans. Again, I'm not going to get into the thoughts. I know people are very upset about this. It's just the way it is. I'm not going to give you my, well, okay. I'm pretty upset about it too. Like I, I, I think that the league scheduling kind of screwed us over a little bit this year, being that we are a Southern team thinking that the weather would be better when every single home game was rainy and or snowing, which was crazy for central Texas. And I think that having no home games all the way leading up until what is that? March 16th, I think is what John Wally told me. It's, it's a bit unfair for us. So something that the league needs to work on next year with the addition of the new teams is we need to work on better scheduling and evening out home and away matches or push the league start time back just a month or so. I think January start is just too early or February beginning of February. Maybe is too early. So all the updates here, we've got the game against Toronto that was postponed now rescheduled for May 9th on Thursday on May 4th. The game that was supposed to be played at Aviva Stadium over in Houston will now be played in New Orleans against the NOLA Gold. So there you go. There are your updates for the team. The team is off this week. Of course, they get a bye right after the week that the game got postponed. So that's also unfortunate, but it is what it is. So the team gets a bye this week. We'll be back again on April 27th against Utah. Stay tuned for more information on the team and hopefully we'll have some better stats for you. And in about two weeks time, when the team gets back playing again, it will be a busy week full of rugby that week. So good for us. That's all I got for team talk today. Finally, a few updates on the supporters group. That's right, guys. We're getting close to 400 people in the Facebook group. I think that's absolutely outstanding. I love everybody's support. You guys have been very active recently with some of these cancellations and changes and all the information going on with Major League Rugby and the addition of three new teams and two conferences next year. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We've already talked about a lot, but I wanted to tell you guys We're really excited to have our first supporters group outing at Southern Heights Brewery last weekend uh, to watch the game against Toronto. Unfortunately, it got postponed like we talked about, but the good news is they are happy to host us for the next match on the 27th against Utah. Again, we'll be there on the 4th for the match against NOLA, and one more time, I'm hoping to get them to be able to allow us to come in on the ninth to watch the game against Toronto on that Thursday night. Stay tuned for all that information. I'll do my best to get that out to you on Facebook and Instagram. I think that'll be really great if we can continue to build the time together and build the camaraderie that we talked about earlier of rugby in central Texas. Hopefully if some of the players who have been injured for the season 
Hopefully they'll be able to come down to the brewery and hang out with us and kind of chat some rugby while we watch the elite on television. Just wanted to let you know, we still do have a few of the Austin elite supporters flags available. They are $40. If you would like one, please let me know. I will do my best to get it to the first people who want to reach out with, you know, you can give me cash, PayPal, etc., Venmo, whatever you want to do. Happy to do that for you. I do think we have like one or two left uh, that are available. We are going to look at ordering more for the future. That'll kind of go back to the last podcast where I talked about the assistance and both helping support the podcast itself. And some of that money will also go to reducing the overall cost of flags for everybody. So donating will help you, will help us make it easier for people to acquire more Austin Elite Supporters Club stuff. So appreciate that. Keep an eye out for new information and we'll get back to you as soon as possible on those things. That's all the time that we have for today. I thank you for joining us and being here and listening and talking about rugby with me. It's always great. If you're looking for more information on Major League Rugby, check out U.S. Rugby News. Check out the podcast over with Earful of Dirt. There's actually quite a few podcasts out there kind of devoted to Major League Rugby, and I think that's great. Let's continue to build that, continue to support everyone. I appreciate all the support you give me on the podcast. Keep an eye out for all the latest news and all the updates on Facebook and Instagram, as that's where we tend to post everything. Again, still looking for somebody if they want to be part of the team for our supporters group and help us with our social media. I'd love for you to help us. (laughs) John and I can't do it all sometimes, but I appreciate any help that we can get. Once again, thanks for the time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for talking rugby with us. I hope that you guys have a great week. Have a good bye week for the elite. Let's show the support for the boys and let's cheer them on when they get back on the field next week. Once again, my name is Dustin. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you on the pitch.